This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. I was contacted by Jeff Jenkins, pastor of Believers Christian Fellowship in Lyme, Ohio, for regarding a new video series that he's starting. For those of you that would like to watch the first video in his series, it's linkable on his website <clears throat> through his Facebook page. You simply go to his Facebook page or his website, click on the Facebook icon, and you can see the video at the very top. Jeff asked that <clears throat> I watch this video, and he welcomed me to feedback, and I want to say this, I respect Jeff Jenkins very much. To date, Jeff is the very first pastor that has done this, and I believe, to my knowledge, Jeff is the only pastor that I've watched or overheard who does not say things about me that are not true. My own grandfather, <clears throat> pastor of the Branham Tabernacle, threatened me and my family for even questioning. I've had other churches spread rumors that I was homosexual and all kinds of nonsense, but Jeff keeps things honest. But, <clears throat> quite frankly, I don't respect Jeff just for my own personal esteem. I respect Jeff because he does his best to try to preach what is according to Scripture. Even if that Scripture does not align with William Branham's teaching, Jeff is the one who will do his best to fit what the Bible says over the words of a man. Jeff is the one who publicly announced that both he and George Smith knew that William Branham was not there when the mystery of cloud appeared in the sky, that he was actually in Houston, Texas. And he said publicly that he and uh, George Smith knew that this was the result of a Thor missile detonation. While Smith has changed his story to keep keep and go after more popularity, to my knowledge, Jeff has held to the truth and, and not fiction. I don't believe, unless I'm unaware about it, I don't believe that Jeff has gone back on this story. So, <clears throat> I'm going to try this once and see how it goes. Typically, when I give my opinions or <clears throat> I show scriptural truth that does not match with message theologians, 
I get a backlash of hatred <clears throat> and even cursing. I have had people from third world countries try to place a curse on me for standing with the Bible. And I pray daily that God keep his hand of protection over me and my house against the wiles of Satan that are in these types of churches. <clears throat> and I know that Jeff, Jeff's church is not like this. If these types of responses start flooding in on Jeff's Facebook page, then <clears throat> out of respect for Jeff, this will be the last time that I try this. <clears throat> on the positive side, I agree with the overall concept of Jeff's video. Many who have learned about me recently do not know me, and they assume that I have some sort of personal vendetta against the man William Branham, or against my grandfather, who is currently the pastor of the Branham Tabernacle. Those who do know me laugh at this just a little bit because it takes an, a great deal of having my face thrown down in the mud to be upset at any man or woman or child. Um, most likely this is the conclusion that was invoked by Voice of God recordings when they gave statements to that effect in their response <clears throat> to the WHAS 11 news article. And I completely agree with Jeff on this respect. Prophets, even prophets in the Bible, make mistakes. We're all humans. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. William Branham was a sinner. Moses was a sinner. It is only by God's grace that we're saved. And only for, through faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Moses did not save them. Faith in God saved the people. Faith in William Branham will not save you. Faith in God will save you. It is only by grace. <clears throat> I am probably the worst sinner among you. Those of you who know my story know what I've been through, and it is only by the grace of God that he has kept me this far. My family <clears throat> personally knew William Branham. My aunts and, <clears throat> and my uncles, they played with William Branham's children often, and my grandfather spent many, many hours by his side. Their description of the man is no different than you or I. He was human. He made mistakes, and he had great successes. The same as you or I. I make mistakes. My mistakes are probably bigger than his, and I have successes. I hold nothing against the man, William Branham, and I hope that he has repented and he's in heaven. I hope nothing less for any of you who follows this man. But while I agree with the overall concept that's given in this video, which is absolutely correct, I disagree with m most of the minor concepts that are given to support that summary. You see, Moses, <clears throat> he made a great mistake when he smote the rock. Many have compared this to the mistakes of William Branham, and to some extent, that is correct. But remember, we have to separate. My offense is not taken with William Branham. My offense is taken with the prophecy and the doctrine. The man who my family knew well was a good man. I've not heard a single story negative that can be substantiated about the man William Branham. I've heard many good things. The man himself is a human. We have to look to a higher plane. We have to not lift him up to worship 
we have to realize that he made mistakes and we have to look at what he said. What he said needs to be separate from the man. Whenever Moses prophesied, whenever Elijah prophesied, whenever Jonah prophesied, these were not the words of a man. These were the words of the Almighty God. If they were prophecies that were induced by some other means than from God himself, then these men were false prophets and soothsayers. The misunderstanding by the cult followers, including the pastors, is Branham's twisting of the word prophecy itself and prophet. In this video, Jenkins supported Balaam as a prophet of God, which he learned from William Branham. Branham learned this from other false teachers before him, and in fact, William Branham said that Balaam had the same anointing as Moses. And I don't hold this against Jeff because Jeff is just teaching what he has learned. But see, not all prophecy comes from God. Not all prophets are prophets of Yahweh. <clears throat> there are herbs in third world countries that can induce visions. If I force them into your throat, insomuch that you see a vision, was that vision from God? Does that mean you are a prophet and have the same anointing as Moses? Fasting which is a practice that William Branham himself admittedly practiced before visions, is an American Indian practice. Pagan worshipers. As the body senses that it is starting to shut down from hunger, visions are a common phenomenon that many see. Does that make entire starving nations a nation of prophets? Does that make them have the same anointing as Moses had? Balaam was a sorcerer. It was a practice that was punishable by death. God did give Balaam a vision. There is no doubt it's in the scripture, and history records this. But while he tried very hard to see a vision from Yahweh, Balaam was seeing visions from the Baals. And he could not see a vision from Yahweh until the very end. Because Balaam saw visions from cults that sacrificed their children to false gods. Does that make Balaam have the same anointing as Moses? You see, God is not limited to our time and space. Way back before the world was formed, I am. Right now, he is I am. In the future, he is I am. He knows exactly what is going on in five minutes because he is in five minutes. He knows exactly what's going on at the end of our life because he is at the end of our life. When we try to limit God to our time and space, we are limited, limiting the Godhead. Jesus created the heavens and the earth, the Bible says. <clears throat> when God speaks... He tells the prophets exactly what happened. It may be in the form of symbolism, but that is God's way to make the vision known to us at the right time. 
If God were to tell, have told, told John the Revelator exactly, word for word, in an accurate, readable description of what happened at the end of days, all of this time the people would be expecting every similar event that took place to be the final one. And it's happened many times throughout history. But God put it in symbol so that when the time was ready, we would know exactly what happened. And Jeff was very correct in this aspect. Sometimes the prophets do not understand the symbols fully. And to the point that he was making that William Branham may not have understood this, that is correct. But sometimes they do. That does not mean that the symbols, though, are incorrect. If the prophet is from God, then these symbols would never, never change. William Branham's prophecy, every single one of them, changed and changed over time. Many times the symbols that we end up with at the end of his sermons are not even close to the original symbols. They have an entirely different meaning, entirely different concept, entirely different fear tactics. <clears throat> now I won't go through Jeff's video point by point because I think his I think Jeff's humility, his motives, and his focus are absolutely correct. I believe that Jeff is pointing others to Christ, not a prophet. I believe that Jeff's heart is in the right place. But there are three points that I'd like to make simply because I was exactly in the place that Jeff is right now. Having been programmed with the teachings of William Branham from this cult, I struggled with the very same things that Jeff seems to be struggling with in this video. You see, we were taught that you could only open the scripture through the message of William Branham. The sons of William Branham used the example of a rifle looking down the scope, which is the message, at the target, which is the Bible. And any hunter knows when you look through that scope, there's quite a bit around you that you miss. Sadly, this is exactly the same with the Bible. Jeff, for instance, referred to William Branham as the fulfillment of Revelation 10.7. And he spoke about the two witnesses of Revelation that would come, one of which William Branham said was Moses. And you see, this theology is because William Branham himself said it. Looking through the scope, we can focus on that single verse of Revelation 10.7. And it seems to be on target when you're looking through the scope, but we miss everything that's outside of the scope. Revelation 11 the seventh trumpet sounds after, I repeat, after, not before, the two witnesses. If we keep reading, the plagues are spoken before the evening light, which William Branham said was his ministry. Jeff seems to be looking through the scope and not focusing on the Bible. I'm praying that he puts the weapon down to see what he's shooting at. There are many other examples in this video that are not scripturally aligned, and I'm not going to get into them, but I do want to say that to claim that Jesus Christ did not understand his own prophecy 
is a complete heresy. This heresy, not faulting Jeff, this heresy is one that William Branham got from the Jehovah's Witness cult. It's one that the Jehovah's Witness cult got from Gnostic teachings. And this was condemned by the early church of the ancient world. Irenaeus, who William Branham calls Irenaeus, the, the church angel, condemned these Gnostic people. So we have the seventh angel supporting a false teaching, and we have another church angel who William Branham claimed was a church angel, completely battling each other. Branham taught that Jesus Christ was Michael the Archangel, straight out of a book from Charles Taze Russell, cult leader of the Jehovah's Witness. Branham tried to limit the Godhead, and unfortunately Jeff Jenkins did the same by mistake. I don't believe that Jeff Jenkins intentionally did this. There is some room for spiritual growth. You see, Jesus knows a lot more than Branham let on. While Jesus tried to lower, Je while Branham tried to lower Jesus down to the prophet, while he tried to lift himself up as the prophet, Jesus is the Creator. Jesus is God. Jesus and William Branham do not equal. Jesus knew the woman at the well. Jesus knew exactly who would betray him. He knew that the donkey would be there and how the disciples would get it. These weren't symbols. While William Branham taught that Jesus was just a prophet or just an angel, equal to Satan, he claimed, he was trying to lift himself equal to Christ by lowering Christ. Man cannot lift himself up, but in his teaching, if he lowers Christ to the same level, then he is essentially partaken in heresy. This heresy conflicts directly with the book of John. And again, I do not believe that Jeff has this intention of this heresy. It's just what Jeff has been taught. The book of John says this, Now we understand that you, Jesus, know everything and don't need to tell you anything. From this, we believe that you came from God. Now this breaks a lot of William Branham's theology from start to finish of the message. It breaks half of Jeff's video. You see, if he knew everything, and he came from God, then Jesus came down to earth and God is still up here, the Godhead. This is the Godhead that is taught around the world in real Christian churches. Cults like the Jehovah's Witness limit the Godhead by taking the triune nature of God. William Branham claimed that all of the denominations taught three people. I actually believed that all denominations were false because how can God be three people? That's what William Branham said. But the churches believe that God is one. I and the Father are one. The Bible says it. I sit at the right hand of my Father. Whose right hand is he sitting at? William Branham taught oneness, which was another heresy. He taught dualism, modalism. He taught every single heresy from the book.
And if you go back and you study the tapes, each section of it, you can tell which false prophet William Branham was reading from. The second point I'd like to make is one that I myself struggled with for a long time. Probably many of you are struggling with it. And that is fear tactics. William Branham used them, and he used them well. When Jeff gives an example of the grace by Branham forgiving those that were sitting on the front seats, he's omitting the worst one of all, the man from Windsor. This man, William Branham, allegedly smoked to the ground because he had faked what was on those prayer cards, which I'll ask you what the prayer cards were needed for if he was the prophet you know, at another date. But this man supposedly wrote fake ones on his card, and William Branham, the all-knowing, knew what he wrote on that card and smote him to the ground. And all through his ministry, William Branham used the same fear tactic. But the story itself is complete fiction. You see, the man, when William Branham tells it, sometimes he fell to the ground screaming which is fine, that part is okay, but other times he ran screaming. Other times he fell paralyzed. He could not run. He was carried out. He can't be carried out and run at the same time. Sometimes he's dead. Other times he's still paralyzed to this day. Other times he died six weeks later. Yet at other times he's still suffering from cancer. Even the affliction changed. The entire story was fabricated as a fear tactic to hold you into a cult. But the problem is that Jeff copied one of the fear tactics used by William Branham, not even knowing it. I doubt Jeff himself realized what he was doing. Jeff, like William Branham, said that Miriam got her leprosy because she humanized the prophet. Because she was objecting to the prophet of God. But see, multiple problems are in this one single statement. Prophets are human. How can you humanize something that's already human? They're not to be worshipped. God does not give any authority whatsoever to worship a prophet. In fact, the, the angels carried the body of Moses away so that he would not be worshipped. But the statement itself is false. Miriam was actually smote with leprosy for falling into a false doctrine that William Branham regurgitated. Interracial marriage. Branham's view of interracial marriage itself was flawed. For William Branham, the only two races that he ever condemned anywhere was the African Americans marrying the whites the clan beliefs of his in-laws seem to have impacted him, the KKK. Miriam did not like the fact that Moses did not marry within his own race. He married an Ethiopian, which by all means would have been very black. God smote Miriam with leprosy because of her pride that she held in her heart. Ironically, God changed her skin to white. He was saying, look, Miriam, now your skin is also not white. Let's show you what white really is. It's ironic. 
The Bible says that the blood of all mankind came through one man. Not two, not a serpent and a white man. That teaching comes from the Klan, the KKK, and they got it from Kabbalah, and it was condemned by Irenaeus. Paul says in Galatians 3.28, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. That breaks most of William Branham's theology in that one Bible verse. The last point I try to make is about the section of video talking about the prophets promoting other gods. You see, I actually envy Jeff. His church is not a tape-only church. They actually preach the Bible. Most of the churches that I grew up in, unfortunately, were called tapeworms, and they were very proud to be called that. They taught only what the prophet said. If the Bible's in conflict, stay with what the prophet said. Let's not preach. We've got what the prophet said. Even if it's completely, absolutely false, they play this garbage in their churches. I'm not saying that the entire thing is garbage. William Branham had some things that aligned with Scripture. But if you know that it's false, why do you play it in your church? Do you want to play false things in your church? You see, to end this video, I'm going to leave you with a few false religions, other gods that Branham promoted. You see, Jeff said that if a prophet falls to women, or he falls to money, or he's promoting other gods, then we know he's a false prophet. It doesn't quite align with Scripture, because the Bible talks about if the prophecy fails, we don't listen to that prophet. But let's just say that Jeff is correct. Let's take a look at other false religions that William Branham himself promoted. The sun god Ra. From his Freemason teachings, Branham said that the capstone of the pyramid was Jesus Christ. In the ancient world, pagan worshippers sacrificed their children to this false god. The Freemasons believe that this pyramid and the all-seeing eye are to be worshipped. And Branham took this Freemason teaching that is a pagan false god, and he brought it into his Christian theology. This all-seeing eye is found all over the world in, in pagan religion. It's Baal. All around the world, they find little idols, idols that are pyramids in stone with the all-seeing eye inscribed to it, and how you hold this thing towards Orion's belt in your pagan worship. This is Baal. It's tied to human sacrifice. It's tied to temple prostitution. It's tied to slavery. It's tied to even worse. This was a false god, and William Branham promoted it. He said it was Jesus Christ. I'll ask you, is that a different Jesus? The capstone itself, or as they called it, 
the eye of Ra pointed directly to the sun, the sun god Ra. But the pyramids themselves, in their shape, pointed directly to Orion's belt. Orion's belt is a, a sign that's in the zodiac. And Branham said that the first Bible was the zodiac. He said that the eye of Ra, that pagan Baal worshippers sacrificed their children to, he said that was Jesus Christ, and the pyramid itself was the second Bible. Temples with pillars to Ashtaroth. They worship the same zodiac that William Branham did. In the Bible, it talks about great men coming and smashing down the Ashtaroth. William Branham just built it back. This worship was filled with homosexual prostitutes. Just like William Branham carrying around two homosexual tape boys, Gene Goad and Leo Mercer, it's no different. They use the zodiac for numerology, which is pagan worship that's currently found all throughout India. Hindu temples of today do the same exact thing William Branham did with his numbers. Threes, fives, sevens, they're all important numbers. If you mention this to a Hindu, they may bow down and worship you because that's exactly what they do. They worship the zodiac. They worship the sun, moon, and stars. But it was not the first Bible. The word zodiac even came long after the Bible. These numbers are found in the Bible, and message followers try to live their lives by them, but they don't know that they're worshiping Hindu numerology. Branham himself tried often to get back to India and was basically booted whenever his prophecy failed, but it's believed that there were other reasons for his desire to go. The temples of Asheroth also had female prostitutes, and cult members of this ancient cult could openly go into the temple and watch sex. They could go into the temple and watch men and women, men and men, women and women, openly having sex in the temple and the surroundings. This is absolutely no different than William Branham's visit to Pig Alley. Pig Alley at that time was the sex capital of the world. His only reason for going, by his own words, were to see if it was just as bad as they said. And yes, it was. <laughs> Why would you do it? Why would a minister of the gospel, if Jeff Jenkins were to go to, I don't know, there is no pig alley anymore, if you were to go to Vegas and go into a room with a bunch of prostitutes, do you think you would keep them behind your pulpit? If it were recorded that Jenkins were sitting in the midst of a bunch of people having sex, would you keep him? That's exactly what William Branham did, and they kept him. Other ministers in this cult went with William Branham to Pig Alley, and they kept him. These men watched people having sex. When William Branham went to the very first World Fair, in the, the first one in Seattle, the one where they built the Space Needle, he said, oh, that Space Needle, it wasn't as big as this hotel over here in Louisville. 
<laughs> that was the first World's Fair that had an off-limits section to children under 18. There was an entire section of that World's Fair filled with nudity. You can look it up for yourselves. Yet he went twice. He went, then he went back and got his family and went again. I'll bet you didn't know that. So I'll leave you with this. Jeff said that it was okay for a prophet to have failed prophecy. As long as that prophet pointed others to Christ, what harm could it be? As long as he did not fall into the error of women. As long as he did not fall into the error of money. As long as he stayed with the scriptures. According to Sarah Branham's letter to William Branham's two sons, we find that he died with over $3 million. His tax evasion, that he claimed was just a little bitty amount, was $60,000. It's never been paid to this day. Think of the number that he would have to have made and be holding back from the government to owe $60,000 to the government. Money. Simply from his visit to Pig Alley and the World's Fair and all the times he talks about frequenting the movie theaters to watch Marilyn Monroe. When he himself told you don't go watch movies, he's watching Marilyn Monroe, River of No Return, one of her dirty movies. We see him falling into the air with women. We find that Baal worship, all throughout his Masonic teachings, we find Hindu, Hindu numerology, we find worship of the sun, moon, and stars. All of these things were punishable by death under the Mosaic Law. And we find that William Branham, and by mistake, Jeff Jenkins, uplifting Balaam, the soothsayer that was stoned for his sorcery. According to the Old Covenant Law, they killed him because he was a sorcerer. He was a soothsayer. He was not anointed with the same anointing as Moses. He was not a prophet of God. He was a prophet of Baal. Likely, he did worship the sun, moon, and stars. He probably did worship pyramids if they were around. But you see the path of error there. He was worshiping things that people were sacrificing their children to. Balaam. Combine that with God's instruction, his real instruction regarding prophecy. If one prophecy fails, just one, we should not follow that prophet. Which part of this cult? Tell me, which part is not falling into error? We see William Branham watching people have sex. We see him supporting prophets of Baal. We see him worshiping Baal himself. We see him teaching a different Jesus, which was the eye of Ra. What part was not grave error? According to the Old Covenant law, if we were not living by grace, we would be instructed by God to kill him. For me, it doesn't seem that he had the same Jesus that created the, same, the heavens and the earth. He wasn't preaching the same Jesus that we read in the Bible. It seems that he was preaching the angel that the Jehovah's Witnesses worship. Michael, the archangel, who was equal with Satan at one time. Pagan, Gnostic religion. William Branham himself had several books 
that were from the Watchtower Society. He mentions them in their sermons. Half of his theology comes from Charles Taze Russell, a cult leader, a false prophet. The real question here is, which Jesus will you serve? Are you going to serve the one in the ancient world that sacrificed children? The one that was the eye of Ra that they slaughtered their children for, their own children? Are you going to worship the Jesus of the Bible that said, Suffer not the little children to come to me? I'll let you decide.